Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Season 4.1, can you explain to me why it's not just called season 5? Because we're going off on a little bit of a tangent on this one. Okay. So in order to keep, I mean, as we know, every season is intentional and purposeful. And each season builds, right, Mm -hmm. on a particular theme. And the overarching umbrella theme is coming into oneness and what that means and how we do that on every level. Our relationships through our bodies, and by bodies I mean physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, and allowing ourselves to be fully in line with our purpose and growing and evolving. So 4.1 is just to be able to offer another perspective, a more spiritual one, on all the topics that we discussed previously. So it didn't seem fair to call it season five because there isn't really anything new that we're going to be teaching per se. Yes, all of the, there will be lessons, there will be new reminders, there will be perspectives that have not probably been presented before, but it does not fall in line with the other quote unquote teachings of these other seasons. This season is going to be all really happy, clappy, woo woo. Oh, totally. So I'm going to ask a lot of fucking questions. I know. And I'm not going to know a lot of these answers. So we get to channel them. Basically, I get to really geek out on spirituality. Yes, let's geek out. Okay, let's start then. I don't know All who right. else gets to geek out like this. So let's just I'm really geek lucky. Out. I know. How lucky is this? <laughs> it's basically like our first ever... Uh, well, that's a really, really good place to start, actually. Mm. Because we talk a lot about the work that we do and what's happened to us. But we haven't really ever spoken about on the podcast how we met and what happened. Mm-hmm. Because if we are going to really geek out on the spirituality stuff is... Why am I geeking out on it? And why are you able to help me? Why are you able to enable me? Really? And why do you want to geek out on it? I don't know. I just want to know everything. But um, <laughs> you really do. Every fucking thing about everything. Well, that's it. That's what I kind of was saying as evidence from my first session that day. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know that we spoke about how Liz and I met in a dance class. And then somehow I found out that you had this practice, which we know now is Soul Memory Discovery. Yes. And we've been really lucky to have Ellen, the master teacher of Soul Memory Discovery, on this podcast. So I think our listeners know a little bit about what that is. Mm-hmm. But what we've never really spoken about is kind of what went down when you and I were in a room, finally with the guides. And I think that's <laughs> for the really first good, time. For the first time. And I think <laughs> of that's the many really other times. To start. Yeah. Because, you know, all the times after that were much more about, oh, poor me, give me answers. But that yeah. first time wasn't like that. And I think that was the high that. I describe as kind of never to be repeated in a way. Which is so sad, but it's true. Your first time, especially your first session, is always like it's equally illuminating and not possibly ever could be repeated. But I think actually season 4.1 will be a bit like that. Mm. Because while I came to you for answers, you know, answers to the questions, why am I here? Which was basically why I was there, right? My question was, why am I here? Mm-hmm. or more specifically back up the story I've told myself of why I'm here and what you ended up doing was telling me what I truly believed I was here for which I had never told another soul you reflected back to me my truth and then the rest of the session was really much more about me asking 
very strange questions. I mean, questions got thrown They were in not there, like, strange to me, by the way. I know, I love them, though. And we were at one point, like, okay, what are angels? Okay, then what about Jesus? Okay, then what about, you know, what about guides? Like, how many do you have? What is this? What I wanted to know everything. What I think would maybe be a good place to start, and we spoke about this ever so slightly in season one, episode two, Unrequited Love, is that you could maybe explain to us a little bit about the past life bit. And there are different ways to look at that. You know, there's some people who accept it full stop, right? That we have all been here before. And that's enough. And then there are others who might see past lifetimes as a metaphor. Like, I don't quite believe in a past life, but I can see how thinking that will teach me this. And that story is certainly contains a lesson, a parable, something that can apply to my life now. That's cool too. But soul memory, the practice and the teachings of soul memory, is that It is certainly possible that in the most expanded version of ourselves, that we have existed for many lifetimes. And we don't just mean, as Buddha teaches, that there are as many lives as there are leaves on a tree, because there are far more than that. But that in order to grasp that we are far greater, and this is not just a story, but in order to grasp that we are far greater than this human existence that we know, it is important to sort of see that our lives exist on a spectrum. And so for us, and I think for this particular episode and this season, we're going to keep the concept of past lifetimes quite simple, which is past lifetimes offer a very particular narrative through which we can better understand our lives today. In soul memory, often when we tell the story, there's so much more to it. And often the way we tell the story and the particular incident itself contains an energetic charge. And so what the difference is, is when we do and look at past lifetimes in a soul memory session, or, you know, even if you were to go, sometimes, depending on the person, the past life regression, you're looking, what you're looking at is that charge. You're looking for the point of trauma. And you're looking to home in on that particular energetic charge that triggers you. So we talked about contracts, as you said, in season one. And the principle of a contract is before we come into body and our souls are out there, we make contracts with people saying, I'm going to know you so I can learn this lesson. I'm going to have this experience with you. You know, you could be my my father, my mother, my sibling, etc. And we're going to work through some stuff. You know, you're, you'd be the ideal parent for me because I've chosen this particular theme to learn and grow in my lifetime. And so it could be with lovers, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, etc. There's always going to be something that's going to move us toward our evolution as well. And evolution is not meant to cause us suffering. Sometimes we experience suffering during our process, evolutionary process, but it's in order to burn something out. When we are suffering, it's to really bring us like straight face to face to what we are trying to run away from so that we can face it and move through it. You're face planting right in it, right? Like there's just no avoiding it, period. Somebody might come to me and be like, all right, this is just becoming too dysfunctional. It's a distraction. I can't get my work done, etc. I'm not doing what I'm not happy. I'm so unhappy that I can't even imagine a time when I was happy. 
Okay. Because that's what that I mean, that's what happens is when we're towing the line between present and past life, we can become so locked in that past life emotion that it colors everything that we're doing, every decision we make, and all of our other interactions, which our logical brain tells us everything's fine here. It's like, I know you're not good for me. I know you don't make me happy. I know mm -hmm. we're not going to work, but I cannot leave you and I don't know why. Right. And it could be, according to that contract, the contract's not up because a particular lesson wasn't learned. Yeah. It could be that you're still cycling through this karmic loop where the lesson's learned, but you can't get to all of them, right? It could be that you're also a bit trapped because they're not living up to some part of that contract either. And so in a soul memory session, you can come in and we get straight to the story and we understand what that's about. And we can do a couple of processes to help sort of unhook us from the story. But then there are some who, in spite of the story, still hold on. What matters then, if we choose to burn through the story another way, it's fine. The only way out of it is to understand that it's always a choice. Because what happens is the past life bleed through makes us feel as if we don't have a choice. So when we say, okay, I know I feel this way, Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing to stay and you're taking responsibility for your choice. Mm -hmm. How does that unhook you from it? It doesn't unhook you, but it's the beginning of, I'm going to work my way through this consciously. Because we have the capacity to heal ourselves, because our consciousness can expand to the point where we can, and this is why it's so important and why we teach this, taking full responsibility for ourselves actually empowers us. So the more empowered you become, the less you become a victim of your own story. And when you can no longer tolerate your own victimization, it is much easier to step out of it when you're ready. Could this kind of thing apply to a change in relationship or is it always an end of a relationship? Do you see what I'm saying? It's going to be an ending no matter what. And what's really important to understand is that even though we're in human body, we're making and breaking contracts all the time. Our higher selves are. Because as we are really shedding our old stuff, it might be that we need different types of people in our lives in order to support our purpose and to have relationships that provide a greater love than we've ever known and experienced. And we just, you know, there might some, be some people who fought against their own evolution so that they, made a, they might have chosen differently. And so we might need someone else to kind of step in and take their place. The more work we've done on ourselves, as in the more work what we're referring to is the more we've been able to confront and burn through our fears, we are so in line with our purpose. Those types of relationships, the sort of merry-go-round kind, we tend to know, like our consciousness is that expanded that we tend to see it for what it is and it's a lot easier to avoid. Everything is a choice ultimately. And the more we own that, the freer we become regardless that's definitely true. I have to say, it's the one thing that I've definitely noticed is that I can make the most seemingly illogical, unconventional <laughs> choices. Mm -hmm. But because I know that it's a choice and I know that it's mine, I feel so empowered in it. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. In which case then, no matter the outcome okay. either, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I did it myself and I wouldn't, I couldn't have done it any other way. But I own that choice. And in that, I'm leaning into my love mm -hmm. because I'm honoring 
myself. We come into self-respect in different ways. We're coming to a point, and we saw this a lot in 2020, right? The past cropping up everywhere. We haven't seen something like this in a hundred years or, you know, on a global scale, on a personal scale. It was on every scale, right? We were literally reliving the um, shittiest parts of our whole human history. (laughs) Yes. In every way. Yeah. And it was really important because we hadn't really completely put our past to bed. Mm. We never fully healed it. When you talk about healing something that has happened. Yes. Having compassion for it? No. No. It's just being able to see it and hold it and acknowledge it. This happened. Yes. I felt like shit. Yeah. And owning it. Sometimes compassion is a... Exactly. It's really the accountability bit. This is the role I played in it. And even if we didn't feel like things were happening on a personal level, the events that were happening globally were meant to point at one single thing which was our powerlessness. Because lifetime after lifetime, we have been disempowered individuals. And it's really difficult to ever remember that. It's difficult to ever want to put ourselves in that position again to really consider that. You know, it's always funny. Like, if somebody comes and they want to know what past lifetimes they've been, they're never going to be like, well, tell me. Well, at least in my experience, I've never had somebody ask me about a time when they were some poor farmer in the middle of nowhere Turkey during the Ottoman Empire. No, everybody wants to know when they were a sultan during the Ottoman Empire, right? They want to know when they've been a prince or a princess or a king or some other person of influence. Mm -hmm. But obviously, if you've been listening and working through seasons one to four and been living in this world and survived 2020 in the first bit of 2021, you are, we're hoping at a place where you've done enough work that Mm -hmm. you've transcended at least some of your shit, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that because you felt it. We've been healing our emotional bodies by confronting and healing our hurts that, you know, that all resulted from our fears, you know. But then what's left to shift, I guess, once we've done that, is the conscious perception of ourselves in uh-huh. this real world. Mm-hmm. But how do we shift seeing ourselves? How do we then see ourselves in a new light? If we've managed to transcend all of this stuff, even a little bit, and we know on some level that we aren't who our fears tell us we are. You know, we aren't the people from our past lives that were stuck in powerlessness after powerlessness after more powerlessness, right? Because even the most powerful person, even the Cleopatras were still powerless to something. Oh, completely. So everyone was powerless. How do we shift how we see ourselves? As you said, it comes from knowing how powerful we are. So we can only shift self-perception by seeing ourselves in a new light because we need to transcend the idea that we are just merely human beings living out a singular experience and seeing ourselves as actual light beings, beings of light. Beings that hold light. Yes. Because if love is shining our light for others to see, therefore we are beings of light. And one way to look at this light is to see that when we are in a complete state of peace, as in we've burned out our fears, we've really come into ourselves, we feel truly empowered, and we're on our path living our purpose, we are living out what we might call peace light, expressing it. The light of peace? We are, but we're also pieces of light. So once you kind of shift that self-perception, you see yourself in a new light, Mm -hmm. you are in peace. And so you are shining that peace light for everyone to see. Yeah. And that's, and that's how the leap into 5D becomes quite a natural 
Okay. One, and so we, we're always saying the leap from 3D to 5D because when you're in 3D, it looks like a massive leap of faith that you've got to take into 5D. But in all the steps that we've shared, there is the process is actually much more natural because it's really coming into yourself. So by the time you get to the door of 5D, you've worked through so much that you're just like, but now I'm just me. What is that? Yeah. You almost don't even recognize yourself anymore. And 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 it just becomes a natural state of being. And that way of being becomes a much more spiritual one. But it's not going to be spiritual as in you're going to be meditating for an hour every morning, Rhea, because that's the new you. We're all kind of shiny new beings, but we're not. We're just more ourselves. Just brighter versions of it. People who are unencumbered by their past and no longer feel the weight of their old stories. And so we can just express that quite easily. And we don't have to necessarily change our lives unless it suits us. Because, you know, you know when, you're, when you're constantly running away from what's happened to you, mm-hmm. everything you do is a step to try and get away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your so all your choices are based on things that happened to you in your past. <laughs> but once you face that past, your choices can be based on what you feel like doing in the moment. Oh, it's entirely. A thing. Oh, and then you no longer have to keep self-medicating or thinking that by meditating every morning, it's going to make me feel more spiritual. When you've divested yourself of your shit, you're just going to feel fucking spiritual. And it's not about like owning anything and talking to your angels every day either it's just about being your most powerful self well that's exactly it and your powerful self knows what it wants it's the most key thing in the world yeah and look it's the one thing you know we were talking at the beginning of this episode about how we met and we were joking a lot about all the different sessions i did with you but well the one thing we don't really talk about that much is that you know in many ways that direct line you had to whomever Mm -hmm. became a crutch for me and it became very much, you tell me where I'm at. You tell sure me what I should do. <laughs> Will I be okay? Will I be okay? Tell me I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, always, Aww. always. And so yeah. so no matter how empowered I thought I was by following my heart, I wasn't. Because I was mm-hmm. still waiting for someone else to take it away, to take my power back. And the thing is, is that true power is not coming from anyone else. And to be honest, like, I understand why, you know, a lot of different teaching modalities are great if they get you to shed your shit. But at some point, you've got to step up and say, I am not my shit. We will outgrow pretty much everything that exists today. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. We've discussed all of them before. The reason I haven't yet outgrown soul memory is because it continues to evolve. It evolves with within every individual who chooses to practice it. And that is the only reason you can't outgrow it. You can choose to, in which case then it would cease to serve, but ultimately it will continue to evolve so long as I want to evolve along with it. It's a relationship. And so our relationship to ourselves is what allows us to evolve. And that's why seasons one through three were all about relationships. Because the relationship we have with others is a mirror to the relationship with ourselves. And once we are able to solidify that connection within ourselves, that is when we tap into our power. And that is when we are powerful. So relationships are obviously something to be enjoyed and to give us joy and all the rest of it. But they are also always bringing us back to how we can be at our most powerful, Mm -hmm. which is what you would describe as divine, right? Yes. You know, when we're talking about past lives before... Mm-hmm. And about how we might have bleed throughs or, yeah. you know, that there are times where you don't feel as powerful as 
you normally do because somehow someone else's presence is knocking you off that power. What do and we you do? might know that. So if you are encountering one of these people, is it to heal something? Is it well, why? Why would always you? there's always some level of healing that needs to take place. Otherwise, you wouldn't have encountered them at all. No. And our souls love to have grand plans, right? I mean, there's that saying, you know, make a plan and then just watch God laugh or something. Yeah, I used to say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, we we do, even as our souls, it's not because we can't anticipate. Like, we're very clear about what, what we're doing here and why we're here and what we want to accomplish. But, you know, it's kind of like when you're planning a family vacation and you want to do 20 things in the four days that you have, certain things are just going to fall by the wayside. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So really, knowing about past lives, whilst it can give us a reason, an explanation, but ultimately, regardless of the story, or even of the larger story, Mm -hmm. the question is always, where am I giving away my power? By not acknowledging my choice, by not Mm -hmm. taking responsibility for my choice, by not making a choice or by thinking that I'm not making a choice. Mm -hmm. Because if you are able to take responsibility for your power, you're able to exercise it. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 